The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Let's pray right now. Father, I just thank you. Let every ear be anointed to receive all that you have today. And let every heart be receptive. Cause the effect even of this service today to have far-reaching results. Even unto eternity, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1 and chapter 3. I cannot get this out of me. And I can't, so I will just have to stay on it. And I woke up with this this morning, these two words, unlimited access. Listen to me, unlimited access. Everybody say this after me, unlimited access. Now, access means that you have a key to go into places. So, you know, we've tightened all the security around here. You have to have a card key, and you, people have limited access according to what their job description is so that you just don't have everybody roaming into the wrong place. But I want you to know, as a believer, God has granted unto his people unlimited access to come straight directly to him. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to go through a pope. You don't have to go through somebody who's going to connect you to the Lord, and it doesn't cost you money to get to him. You can do it for free. Are you with me? Because Jesus is the one that gave you unlimited access. Now, I have no other way than to emphasize this to you, and I wish I was talking to you privately in a room where I'm looking you in the eye. Unfortunately, there's so many people here and those watching by way of television, and you think I'm talking to the person next to you, but I'm actually talking to you. So I want you to picture me standing in front of you, looking at you in your eyes and nobody else. So if you think I mean the person next to you, your wife, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your mother-in-law, I do not. I mean you. I don't see too many people like acknowledging he means me. I mean you. Jesus has given unto every single one of you unlimited access. Now, I'm not making this up. This is what the Word of God says in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. What is happening when you hear the testimonies of people whose lives are being transformed really is the eyes of the understanding has suddenly been enlightened. Suddenly, the light came on. When the eyes of your understanding are closed, you can't even comprehend. You read the same Bible. You don't understand how come he's reading the same Bible as me, but yet they're having breakthrough and I'm not having breakthrough. It's because suddenly, suddenly the eyes open, they can see. I'm talking about the spiritual eyes open, they can see. 
and they realize that God's Word is talking to you personally. You have to personalize this, not just a general book for the general public. It's a personalized love letter written to every single one of you by your heavenly Father that's been anointed by heaven that if you grab a hold of it and you believe it, this is not a history book. This is the eternal living Word of God that grants you unlimited access through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So say this on me, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. Now look what he goes on to say, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. He wants every one of you in this pavilion here today to know what is the hope of his calling for you as an individual that's connected into eternity. Because I I was thinking about it. We were talking about it yesterday and the day before, and I said to my wife, I said, it's that crazy. 20 years ago, I said, by 40 years, uh, uh, 40 years old. Kirsty, my oldest daughter, turns 40 this year. I thought, okay, okay, somebody slow this down. 20 years from now, 80. Like, what happened? But like that, your life is. So it cannot, it's not just about here on the earth, because life is short on the earth. This is about the ages to come. Are you with me? That's why the whole world is looking for experiences, and they have what they call making memories, and yet many of them, their minds are so gone, they can't even remember who they are. Are you with me? Because they get old, and they can't remember who they are. We are not making memories. We are making eternity things that we will know 1,000 years from today because right now we're making the right decision and the eyes of our understanding are enlightened and we know why God's put us here on the earth. And you're not here by accident, you're here by God's divine purpose and God's divine plan. I don't care if your parents said that you were a mistake. I don't care if other people said you were a mistake. I don't care if your school teachers said you should never have been born. You were handpicked by God to live in this day and this hour and you've been chosen by God for a specific work. A work that I cannot do. Every single one of you are unique. He says here, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The riches of the glory of the inheritance. You know what an inheritance is? People get excited when somebody leaves them $100,000 inheritance. The inheritance I'm talking about, (laughs) you couldn't even get if Bill Gates died and left you his fortune. Bill Gates is a pauper in comparison to what I'm talking about. Because you have instant access, total access, divine access into the rich treasuries of glory of Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, and you are children of the Most High God. Well, you can act accordingly. I'm telling you right now. He said, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the work of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, set him in his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. 
and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. My daughter and Caleb, they came back with the two granddaughters. Taylor stayed here, but they were over in uh, Yosemite. And they brought me giant sequoias that are two years old. They're about that big. Okay, sorry, I was like that. And the container's that big, yeah. So they're about that big. They're two years old. These are giant sequoias. How many have seen the giant sequoias? How tall are they? Thirty feet across, and how many feet high? Could be ninety meters. They tall. The hundreds of. I mean, they, they tall. So I'm going to plant that here at Eden, and right at the end of the millennium, I'm going to come to see how tall they are. Nine hundred and ninety-eight years later. Are you with me? <laughs> I mean, when she gave it to me, I said, "Great. I'll check on that at the end of the millennium before everything gets destroyed, anyway, because we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth." And the reason I say that, because you always have to point into the eternal realm. Because most people are stuck in the now. They can only see the now. They can only see their bank account. They can only see their investments. They can only see their portfolio. They can only see their stocks. You know, oh, they're happy. They got Bitcoin. And then Bitcoin's up at 65,000. Today is 27,000. Then they're sad. And everything is like a roller coaster ride based on all stuff that is just changing every single second because it's built on Satan's kingdom, which is built on sinking sand. But our kingdom is built on the rock, and his name is Jesus. We are, we, are, we are not fluctuating. We're going from glory unto glory. We're going up. We're moving up to the east side, to the deluxe department in the sky. Are you with me? And you, someone said, well, the devil stole this. He can't, he can't take anything from you. Because let me tell you right now, whatever you thought you had that he took, God has greater for you. Let me tell you right now. Why? Because you have unlimited access. What does that mean, Pastor? That means you can come boldly up to the throne of grace and you can use the name of Jesus, which gives you, that's the key. That's the sign, the trick, the name, the name of Jesus. And that's been given to every single one of you. That precious man who testified here, the brother, sorry, I didn't get your name, but, huh? Dennis, wow. Look at him for years in religion, suddenly his eyes of his understanding were open, and now he's got unlimited access. He said, and he's only found out, I can't imagine what he's going to do when he's 80. Come on. Now go over to chapter 3, and I've shared with this with you over the months, but I can't, I woke up with it this morning, I can't get away from it, so I'm not going to get away from it. It's on the menu. Verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So this is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened 
with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. I mean, just in this pavilion alone, the, 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 the length is 400 foot. The breadth is 172 foot. The depth goes down, what, four, four, eight feet, six feet, seven down in the concrete with steel rebar and 72 concrete trucks. And the height is what, 55 feet? 55 foot up in the center. So you, this is measurable. This you can measure with natural measurements. But this love has no ending. The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of it. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. There's believers watching me right now by way of television and you think you know the love of God. You have no understanding. You have no comprehension because you know up here. But God doesn't want you to know up here. He wants you to know down here. And when you suddenly realize the breadth, the length, the depth of it, you get lost in a sea of the greatness of God. There is no end to it. It's bottomless. It's bottomless. There's no end to it. If you had a spiritual sonar, you couldn't, you couldn't plumb the depth, the breadth, the length, the height. That means for all eternity, 10,000 years from now, you'll be seeing a side of God you never saw before. A hundred million years from now, earth time, you'll be seeing a side of God you never saw before. I know people think they're going to get to heaven and get bored and, hello brother, hello sister, and they're all going to be talking Elizabethan English. Fairly, fairly, I say unto you, yeah, I need to go to a board meeting. Uh, we've got special, some of the elders have brought us in to, I mean, can, a lot of preachers are going to get to heaven. They won't even know what to do with themselves. Some would be trying to go on cable. Some would be trying to go on television. He has things that he's going to be showing you for all eternity. The love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled to the fullness of God. You drink a drink of alcohol and you get under the influence of that and you get filled with that fullness, it's limited and it leads to death. You get filled with God, you can't get rid of it. I mean, when he comes and fills you and floods you, it's there with you wherever you are. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the storm, it doesn't matter what's coming against you. Suddenly you feel the hand of God and God stirring your spirit. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So I want to read it now in the Amplified Classic. He says here, for this reason, verse 14, seeing, that's page 1569, if you have the same Bible as me, for this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan. Everybody say the greatness of this plan. 
by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family on heaven and earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes his title and derives his name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened, reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love, founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of it that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. There are many people in the religious world right now, they know about the love of God, but they've never experienced it. They can tell you, yeah, God loves people, but they've never experienced it. But let me tell you, when you experience it, I promise you one thing about it, you'll be speechless. All these top theologians and <laughs> your words will fail you. There's not enough words in the English language or whatever language you speak to even describe how great and how awesome he is. He said that you may be filled through all your being under the fullness of God may have the richest, the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now, again, I was talking about this last week, you know, um, and I, again, somebody pray for me, but something happened to me in the early hours of March the 17th at 10 minutes past two when the fire came into my room. Everything changed. And I've been serving the Lord since I was a little boy. And I've been in the ministry, traveled 85 countries, preached for a long time. And I knew a lot about the Lord and I had a lot of understanding about the Lord. But let me tell you, everything changed. Because when that fire came over me and what took place was 90 seconds, thank God it was only 90 seconds. If it was two hours, I probably would have gone to heaven. I suddenly knew things I never knew. And I knew them instantly. I knew them instantly. And I knew them not because you sat me and taught me in a classroom and you instructed me and I took notes. I knew instantaneously, I knew, I knew things and I knew them at the speed of light. I don't know how to explain that to you. I knew them instantaneously and there was many things that I knew that has taken me now over two years trying to articulate, and I have failed miserably, which I ask for your continued forgiveness, please, as your pastor, because I don't have the words to put into English. I'm praying all the time that I can explain to you what God has for you. And I know there's a lot of you looking and you nod and you say, yes, pastor, I know, but you do not know. It is even greater than what I'm talking about. First of all, how much he loves you, which that's hard for people. We were talking about it, you know, because people always think God's like mad at you. You know, you wake up, maybe he's angry, you went to sleep, and God got mad at you overnight, and 
That's, that's the way people portray God because maybe they had a father that treated them that way or whatever. And people are always trying to earn the love of God, which cannot be earned. It can't be earned. You can't even earn it. Some say, well, if I, if I go work for God, if I preach for him, he'll be happy with me. No, he's happy with you. Just as he's happy, and the Lord used my own children to teach me that, and the grandbabies. I mean, you know, that's been like a major... Because the kids growing up, you know, you, you have to correct them as, as a parent. With the grandbabies, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm not correcting one of them. I, they can do whatever they want to do. That's the parent's problem. But the Lord said to me, he said, have you noticed what happens when they walk in the room? And even the kids now, of course, yeah. When they walk in the room... There's a delight that happens with me. And when I see them, I just light up. And when you see them, you, they, don't have to, they don't have to prove themselves to me. They don't have to earn anything from me. Just, they can just be. That's why with my wife and the grandkids, they, they, they know that they can get what they know, that they have unlimited access to the rich treasuries of Adonica, and they don't even have to worry about it. They just come because that's, and, and the Lord said, you see how you are towards your kids now and your, and your grandchildren? He said, I'm even more that for you. And, and I was like trying to get, wrap my mind around that because if you listen to other preachers, they always, they talk about the one side of the blessing of God, but then they always, as you're about to reach out and take it, they take it away from you. So it's like, ha, ha. which God doesn't do that. It's a bird. God doesn't do that. God doesn't give, and as you reach out to receive, he pulls it away. The bird agrees. Some people are afraid that the Lord's going to give them something and then just take it away from them. That's why they don't ask. I'm not going to ask because I'm afraid that he'll then ask me to. He doesn't operate that way. And I've said this for years. People are going to get to heaven and the Lord's going to, I mean, obviously, he's going to, say, look, I just want to show you what I wanted to do with you. At that point, of course, it doesn't matter because you're with him, but I told the Lord as pastor here at the river, I would be very embarrassed as a pastor to stand before God, and I portrayed him in a less manner than what he is. I had a preacher call me up. He said, listen, you need to stop with your church. He said, I watch you on television. He said, you promised them too much. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you tell everybody they can believe God and they can move mountains and they can speak to a mountain and be moved. He said, only a handful of people can do that. I said, what Bible are you reading? That's not what the Bible says. He said, no. He said, you promise, you're giving them too much hope and people can't do that. They're going to be very disappointed when they try and then nothing happens. I said, absolutely not. Because we put in the word, we put in the pure word of God into them. We're not putting a genetically modified scripture into them. We put in the pure word of God and the word of God going into you. 
and the fire of God going into you. Just like the prophet of old said, it's just like a fire shut in my bones that that word will never leave you. You'll lie on your bed at night. It'll be going over on the inside of you when you wake up in the morning. His word is a lamp under your feet and a light under your pathway. He will light your way. He will even send an angel before you to clear out the opposition. So when you get there, all you found was a path for the righteous. God's not, he's, God's not your enemy. He's not against you. He actually not only loves you, he likes you. Unlimited access. And that scripture says, the rich treasury of his glory. I talked to you about earthly treasuries that are limited. This is a heavenly treasury. And I use natural Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all that. These are paupers, ladies and gentlemen. They wish they were you. The, 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 the newest believer is richer than the richest people on the face of the planet. Now, I mean, obviously, you say, oh, yeah, great pastor, I'd like to believe that. No, you don't understand. That's what the Scripture is saying. The rich treasury of His glory. Because when that fire came over me, I knew there was nothing was impossible. Whatever we asked God for, He would do. In the divine plan and purpose of God, obviously, somebody says, well, it always has to be in the... Don't, don't come with your negative on the back of a positive. I don't need your negative to bring balance to what the glory does in a split second of time. Excuse me. Because the fire of God will burn out all of the negativity anyway. You are not going to fail. You're not dying prematurely. You're going to run the race, and you're going to finish your course, and you're going to accomplish heaven's purpose and heaven's plan. Because you have unlimited access into the divine treasury of heaven. Whatever God tells you to do, you can do, whether you have a bank account, whether you have credit cards, whether you have a line of credit. You already actually have a line of credit greater than any line of credit you could ever get here on the earth. It's accessed by your faith, and it's accessed by prayer. No card. Somebody said, how do I get it? In the name of Jesus. Boom. Access. Somebody said, yeah, but I pray, Pastor, and it doesn't happen when I think it should. It still will happen. It doesn't happen for a lot of people as they pray, and then they go for the next year. Well, I'll tell you what, I prayed. I don't believe any of that's going to happen. I've seen a lot of people pray. Nothing really happened. Then you go find a church that believes that. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As the choir comes to sing. 
I mean, there's no waking up with an expectation every single day of what God's going to do. Last week, there were major things that took place, even in the natural. But God sustained his people. There were attacks of the enemy, even against people's lives. Somebody said, how do you know? Because I know the stories. But yet the Lord saved them. There were people that should have been dead last week. They would have died in car wrecks, but came out unscathed because of the hand of God. If we don't praise him, the birds, I'll get a flock of birds in here, I'm saying. All of this stuff, the house, the car, all those things, those are temporal things, and you'll have many of those things. The car that's new today will be old tomorrow. It doesn't matter if you insured it with Geico. <laughs> All of those things are temporal things. What I'm talking about is eternal. Amen. If I could grab you, I mean, well, who can I use? I'll use Merrick's example if I can grab you. Okay, so this is, this is you. Do you understand what God has for you? This is yours, Merrick. It's yours. I can't come and do that to each person physically because then I'll be charged for abuse. Holy God. I went to that church. The pastor attacked me and shook me. I got whiplash. I'm serving the ministry. But the Lord has singled you out. I said the Lord has singled you out. Out of the rich treasury of his glory you shall live. Out of the rich treasury of his glory you shall reside. Out of the rich treasury of his glory you shall abide. And you shall walk in faith. You shall walk in victory. You shall use that name that's above every name and you'll pray and you'll see things begin to manifest and you'll see mountains move. Obstacles will be moved out of the way and you'll walk in victory and your life shall go from glory unto glory, from victory unto victory, not from sorrow after sorrow, depression after depression, but the blessing of the Lord that he adds and increases to your life, the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory a Dios. It doesn't know any language barrier. There's no, it's got nothing to do with nationality. got nothing to do with age.
It's not exclusive to one group of people. It's to whosoever will. You can come, whoever, whoever you are. It's yours. It's yours, whoever. Whoever. If God could take somebody who used to be a practicing shaman, smoking smoke, to do her stuff and transform her life and turn her life around, then God can take, I don't care if you're smoking two crack pipes at the same time, God can take your life and turn it around and take you from the gutter and lift you up. On eagle's wings, you'll soar and you'll walk in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and you'll accomplish heaven's purpose and heaven's plan. The rich treasury of his glory. I will warn you, you're going to be, you'll be a pain and an irritant to religious people. They'll say, oh boy, we better get out of here. If that person comes in, they're going to lay hands on everything that moves. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because you, you see things differently. People want to talk negative and impossibilities. And when the Lord said to me, I don't care who's in the White House. I thought, oh, you don't? No, I don't. Well, I kind of do. Well, I don't. Well, Lord, I really do. Well, that's your problem. I don't. And I don't care who's in this agency or that, because everybody says that this agency is saying that, and the FDC, and the, F and the FBI, and the CIA, and the IRS, and CNN, and who cares? God doesn't care. So that's one thing I learned. In, in the glory, there is no care concerning all of these things at all because we have the solution, they don't. We have the answer and they don't. They, grow, they grasp like a blind person in the dark. They can't even see their way. The Bible says professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. They worship and serve the creature more than the creator. But we don't worship a creature. We worship the creator of heaven and earth. That is my father. That is your father. That's my dad, my Abba, Abba, daddy, father, the creator of heaven and earth. The one that said light be and light was. Hallelujah. The one who took the hammer of creation and struck the anvil of time and caught the sparks and flung them into space and decked the starry sky, which is still expanding at the speed of light. My daddy did that. And then you've got some kind of a problem, you know? Oh, Father, I don't know how I'm going to make it till tomorrow. eyes of your understanding. I don't know what I'm going to do. I will just tell you this, and I don't keep wanting to belabor the point, but from that day of the fire coming to the room, over the last two and a half years, whenever I don't know what to do, 
it'll be a pause, and suddenly I feel the fire, and immediately I know what to do. How? I don't know. If I could have this happen for every single one of you, I would do it, but I can't. I'm just here to tell you it's greater than what you can ever even begin to imagine. It's greater than what you can even comprehend. You don't have the capacity in your brain to even receive, but in your heart, you can. In your heart, you can grab a hold of this. And you can live out of unlimited access. Spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, and in every realm of your life. All the spirit comes right into the natural. What starts in the spirit flows straight into the natural. That's why it's not Sunday morning stuff. It's 24-7. It's seven days a week. You're not coming here to church to connect into heaven's mainframe. You get connected into heaven's mainframe when you get born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost. We just... We're just here to keep the viruses off you, update your software. Some of you using, using old modems. Some of you, you got some kind of an antivirus thing on there, but it was a virus. As I said, you started watching some apostle in his basement living with his mother during COVID, and you got a lot of nonsense, and it's messed with your whole way of thinking, and you can't even pray like you used to, but God is just setting everything in order. Now, let me wrap it up with this. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to seed your morning giving this morning. But let me just say this. So the overwhelming thing of that was the rich treasury, his love, his joy, the peace of God. The peace that had a punctuation mark at the end of it. Peace. There was nothing else. It wasn't peace and then horror. It was peace. Total peace. What do you mean, Pastor? Let's say by some crazy thing, America's overrun. Suddenly, Chinese militaries, Chinese, um, we've got Vietnamese here, but, and we've got a lot of Asians here and Chinese and Koreans and whatever. But let's say Chinese military suddenly come on shore and they take us away. And for people like me, you know, it's the end. You know, firing squad, whatever. If that ever does happen, people say, well, what would you do? You would you'd just be happy. What are you talking about? Because you know exactly where you've gone and where you're going. You know, I've studied history, and I was going through you know, thousands of years of history. I have 5,000 volumes in my library. I love reading. We, we read all the time. We read everything. People just think we read the Bible. We read the Word of God, but we read everything. And I was looking at the, down through the years, people that have been martyred and killed for the cause of the gospel of Christ, that when they came to get them, they said to them, if you deny Jesus, we'll let you live. They were shaking. They were, 
There was no fear. There was no fear. They were so excited that finally they were going to die and they were going to go see him face to face. They were all the, the most peaceful people. They said they were all afraid of the lions. They were being thrown to. They weren't afraid of any lions. They, were, they were, had a total peace and all they kept saying, we're going to see him. We're going to see him. We're going to see him. There was more. They were, they were more in the reality of they were going to see him than they were worried that they were going to die. I say this, we've got Moses Cow here, Vietnamese pastor, who is a precious man. So, he was a very bad man at one time before Jesus saved him. And then he started smuggling Bibles into China. If you smuggle one Bible, you went to prison for three years. I said, how many Bibles did you smuggle? He said, truckloads, Pastor, truckloads. So they could only give him the death penalty. They took him. They put him in solitary confinement. They, they hung him upside down. They stripped him naked. They collected, they put electrical shocks on his body. They turned up. They shocked him. He said, Pastor, when they shock me, I start to get joy like your service. He said, I laugh, I laugh. They think there's something wrong with the thing. They crank it up. They crank it so high. He said, I laugh even more. I feel the power of God. He's lying, he's upside down naked, and they're shocking him. So they think there's something wrong with the machines. They put it on themselves and nearly killed themselves. So on the night of his execution, they come at three o'clock in the morning. They hold a gun to his head, and I'll just simplify the story. Tongues come out of his mouth, and he starts reading their mail. And in the Chinese culture, it's not good if you know the names of your killers, because that means after you're dead, you can come back and get them. And the guy had a gun to his head. He said, look, I'm going to let you go, but you better run. He said, Pastor, I took off running. I'm speaking of the tongues. And he said, I'm running, and I went to sleep. And I'm running in my sleep. I crossed over mountains. I crossed through rivers. I ran for three hours. He said, I woke up 600 kilometers away in the city of Guangzhou in a train station. And there's a whole family surrounding me. And I'm talking a language I don't know. They're all crying. And I'm praying. And they're praying with me. And I'm, I thought, well, the Lord must know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And they gave him a ticket and put him on a bus, to, a train to Hong Kong. Let me tell you, supernatural, supernatural. And yeah, so that's what, that's what drew him to our ministry because he said the same joy that you had in my service is what I felt when they were electrocuting me. This is an amazing man. Let me tell you. He ran 600 kilometers in three hours in the Holy Ghost. A Holy Ghost man. Yeah. And they've got a big crusade coming up in Vietnam, and we're going to help them. We're going to fund that and help them with that. Yeah. When is that happening? August, September? 
Yeah, August. You know, somebody said, I don't believe that. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I don't believe the car ran 600 kilometers. Okay. Somebody said, do you believe it? Yeah, because Philip was transported, tra Philip was translated 90 miles. He went, you can get to heaven and go to Philip. Hey, you, you got 90 miles. I got 600 kilometers, bro. Can you imagine? You stripped naked, you hung upside down, you tortured in the cell, and you laughing. And they don't know what's going on. They even came and knelt down in his cell and said, why, does, why do you laugh? Your God is protecting you from everything that we do to you. In the natural, we don't know what the future holds. But we know how to deal with it when it comes. If it does, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Because this world is not a home. We're just passing through. Can you say amen? And we're going to take as many people with us before we leave. And by the help of the Lord, by way of television around the world, we're going to find more Dennis's. Where's Dennis? There he is. Hey, Dennis. We're going to get more Dennis's. We're going to find them. We'll find you. We're going to find all your family. We'll find them all, Dennis. We're going to get them in. And you're going to help us. Can you say amen? amen. Say this often to me. I have unlimited access into the treasury of the glory of heaven through Jesus Christ and that name that's above every name. Therefore, there is no problem that might come against me in the coming days or the remainder of June that I can't meet head on and speak the word and by the hand of God, come through another way. I will always come out better than I was. I will always come out stronger than I was. And I will always come out giving God the glory and knowing it was not me, it was Him. When I wake up in the morning, I will lift my hands and worship Him. I will thank Him for another day to see his glory. When I lie down on my bed, I will thank him for another day that I've seen his hand. This next week shall be a supernatural week. This Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will be supernatural days of the blessing of heaven upon my life, 
upon my home, upon my children, upon my grandchildren, upon my rising up, my lying down, my coming in, and my going out. All the natural things that I need will come to me. I will not need to worry. I'll not need to fret. The Lord will speak to me in the night hours. He will speak to me in dreams, in a vision. When I wake up in the morning, I'll know exactly what to do. And I'll walk through the doors that he opens for me. Therefore, I'm rejoicing today because this is mine. Unlimited access is mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Because I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. Double dose. Double dose. Double dose of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, River Church. Get ready for what God's about to do. It's bigger. It's greater than anything you can even imagine or comprehend. This is only the beginning. Father, I pray for multiplication over each and every person's life that this next week will be a week of supernatural sustenance. Vehicles will come in their hands, whatever they're needing, planes, trains, automobiles, canoe, boat, ship, camel, whatever they're needing. Houses, property, land, acreage, animals, whatever they're needing. Companies, new income streams, businesses. Lord, you told me to believe for 300 millionaires to be raised up right here in the church. I'm not sure if they meant it out here this morning, but I thank you that this week we shall see your hand. Every day will be a supernatural day. And I pray a blessing upon your people. Now, I feel to say this. There are ladies here that your husband has been kind of like being like an anchor like holding things back a little bit. 
But God's going to do such a work through you, and it's like you'll wake up and you know what to do, and you walk through the door, it'll shock your husband, and he'll just come right in into life. I'm telling you right now, because God is faithful and he's heard. This is for ladies that are watching this. Ladies watching in their home by television, and the husband's dragging his heels for whatever reason, maybe some bad experience or whatever, but it doesn't matter. The Lord says, you step up to it. You step into it. Ladies, watch what's going to happen. You are the key. You're the Proverbs 31 woman that's going to open the door for your whole family. They're all going to come in, all your children and your grandchildren, and your husband's going to be happy. I'm just telling you right now, there's ladies all over this place, and there's ladies watching in their homes. And I'm not saying that it could be the other way around. There could be husbands that are carrying their wife. But let me tell you, it will be so supernatural what God does that no one around you will doubt. No one around you will think it's you. Everyone around you will know that it is the Lord, and they will give God the glory for what they see in you. And they'll say, <laughs> listen, I'm, t I'm just telling you because I can already see it. I see it. I see what you're going to see. I see it because I already saw it. I see fields of green. No, sorry. <laughs> Roses too. No. <laughs> sorry, I thought I was over in Eden there. I apologize for that. I don't know what happened. No, once you see it, once you see it, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to communicate this to other people. That's what's going to happen. So what God does here multiplies through you, your children, your grandchildren, everywhere you go, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school, your primary school, high school, university, wherever you are. <laughs> the retirement homes, hospitals. Just tell the devil, get out of town. There's a new sheriff in town. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. For many times, the Lord would want to have brought you to himself and taken you aside from the cares of this world and shown you the mysteries of his grace. But the religious system wouldn't allow that. The religious system wants to water it down and bring it into the realm where the natural mind of the, of the theologian, who's really a politician, can understand. And many that have even graduated from Bible schools and universities and seminaries have no comprehension of what they speak. But the Word of God is plain that those that know their God will do exploits in His name. And we are standing in a field of people here that know their God and they will do exploits in His name. And I've said this for years. I said, 
because the preachers have said you need to tone it down or whatever. I said, I can promise you right now, I'm not going to get to heaven. And the Lord said, Rodney, just come over here, please. You blew me out of proportion. You exaggerated how big I was. I was big, but not that big. In actual fact, before God, I'm doing my best to tell you it's bigger than even what I'm telling you. And every day I pray, God, can you please help me communicate this to your people? That when you walk into glory, you'll go, I knew it. I knew it. Somebody said, Pastor, I never seen, I haven't seen. You don't have to see. Blessed are those that have not seen and yet believed. Because we walk by faith. And we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We are faith people. We don't need any proof in the natural. We faith people. We believe. And he said, if you believe, you'll see. I know we're dealing with people that are getting up there in the years and you feel like maybe, maybe it's past my time. I got news for you. It's right on time. As Dennis found out, it's right on time. And I speak to every Dennis around. This is your time now. Not too late. Why don't you just be seated for a moment just bow your heads. I want to give an invitation, which is very important because of television as well as this goes around the world into millions of homes. And you tuning in, you tuned in here at 9.30 when we went live and you wondered what kind of a service is this? And you were wondering if this is a second service, a third service, or a fourth service. No, it's the same service. It's just called the river. And you watching by way of television or you here today and you do not know Jesus. Maybe you like the testimony that Dennis shared. He went to church and for years, but he was not born again. He did not know Jesus. But the Lord found him in his house. And God turned his life around. And maybe a friend brought you here today, or you rode on the bus, or you tuning in by wave television. There's no ways you could even get here. I might never see you face to face on the earth until we get to glory because it's impossible for you to even travel here. But the Lord is speaking to you right now. And I want to ask the question, what would happen if today was suddenly your last day on the earth and you breathed out your last breath and you died? Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? And I want you to know that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. That 2,000 years ago, he sent Jesus to the cross to die for you so that you could be free. You cannot earn this or buy it, but all you have to do is humble yourself to receive it. And if you would do that right now, just say, yes, Lord. As the young lady testified about the friend that called her in another part in the world, and he said, I've done too many bad things. I don't care what you've done. 
The fact is you're listening to me now. What you've done has nothing to do with what you're listening to right now. What I'm sharing with you will cancel out what you've done if you believe today and just say, yes, Lord. So while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if you're here on the field or you're in your homes, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to accept him now and just say, yes, Lord, I'm going to surrender. I come to you. Maybe you're here or you're watching and you say, I gave my life to the Lord years ago, but I grew cold. I'm not serving the Lord like I should. But today I want to come back. I want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I want to be, I want to be radical from now to the time I go home. I don't want to be lukewarm. Maybe something hidden that no one can see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust. Hidden things that clog the heart of man. Like a spiritual hardening of the artery. Maybe something outward that others can see. And the devil uses against you to keep you in a place of guilt and condemnation. You feel like God will never use you because. But God says, come. Come. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. Will you come? Maybe you're here. You're watching in your homes. You say, I was going along. I was going great. And then a storm hit me like a Mack truck from hell. A sudden divorce. A bankruptcy. The loss of a loved one. A sudden illness. The betrayal of a close friend. The loss of a job. Something happened that just rocked your world. It took your breath away. It seemed like it was the end. But today the Lord says, I'm going to breathe new life into you. As Acts 3 and verse 19 in the Amplified says, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, that the times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of the heat, of reviving with fresh air will come from the presence of the Lord. Today, he will revive you. Today, he will restore you. Today, he will renew you. Today, he calls. He calls. And then lastly, maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I don't have the assurance. I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I die right now, I'm going to be with the Lord. I want that assurance. I want to know that I know that I know that I know. I want to have that peace that only Jesus can give. If you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Put your hand up right now and say, pray for me. Right there, God bless you. Another hand over there, another hand, 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 another hand. Quickly step it up, another hand. Raise up high and say, yes, today's your day. This is not only going to be a party right after this in the natural. There's going to be a party in the spirit. In actual fact, the whole of heaven started to make a noise right now. The Bible says all heaven rejoices over one sinner that comes to repentance. He calls you. Once you've raised it, you may put it down. Even in your homes, put your hand up. Somebody said, nobody can see. God can see right where you are. I want everybody on this side, my right side, your left, all the way through the back to the fence. If you didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included in the prayer, we're going to pray. Quickly, put that hand up and say, include me. Don't forget me here today. Anybody else? Thank you, dear lady. God bless you. Anybody else? 
the center section, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, quickly just slip it up high and say, yes, that's you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. On this side, my left, your right, all the way through. You didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put the hand up. Thank you. I want every person to raise your hand. If you would stand all across the venue, please stand. Stand. Stand to your feet right now. Stand, 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 stand. Everyone that raise your hand, stand, stand, stand. I'm going to ask you to bring your personal belongings. So just come stand right here. Come down the aisle. Come stand right here. Come. Come. Ushers, help them. I have decided I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back Cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. They're still coming. Yeah, people don't realize how big this place actually is. <laughs> you know, half of the pavilion is 200 foot. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at these precious people. I want you to look at me right now. And you in your homes, if you listen very carefully as I pray with them, I want you to pray with me. Today you did not come to man. I'm just a messenger. Today if you mean business with God, God means business with you.
and I've had the privilege of doing this in 85 countries now, uh, 42 plus years, and people walk up to me. I have people walk up to me, they say, I was six years old, I came forward, and now I'm pastoring a church. I've had people come to me and said, I just came out of prison and I came to the meeting and I gave my life to the Lord and now I'm a businessman and God's using me. I mean, the testimonies are mind-blowing of what God does at a moment like this. So in a religious setting, this is just an altar call. In my world, this is a transformation call because I know what God's going to do with you. If you mean business with him, he means business with you. So I want you to just close your eyes, if you would, please, and just raise your right hand to heaven. You and your homes, raise your right hand. Pray this together with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart that Jesus rose from the dead for me and that he's coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll serve you. Jesus, you are my Lord, and I belong to you. Thank you for dying for me, and thank you for saving me. And I receive right now, by faith, the free gift of salvation. I'm born again. I just got what Dennis got. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now just lift those hands to heaven. Let me pray over you. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation. I break every curse, every bondage, every addiction, everything of the past. All the stories that many of them could tell of the enemy and he's had his way with them is broken from this day. Broken, broken. All fear, all bondage, every addiction is broken. And I speak that peace into them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.